What's going on? We're back with another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It's just me today, Cameron, flying solo. Ty is actually flying to Florida right now. Lucas is getting ready to go on a retreat. I'm actually on a fly to Minnesota tomorrow. So me and Ty are kind of switching spots for a little bit. But it's just me today, talking week six preview, breaking down some buy lows, talking news and notes, lots of stuff coming at us, a lot of questions that have to be answered this week. You know, is is Carolina even a usable team anymore? Um, man, what it, what is this new Arizona offense going to look like tomorrow night? You know, just a lot, or I guess tonight for when you guys are getting this. Just a lot of different questions, and we'll go through those later. Uh, remember, we are the Fancy Football Fellas on uh, uh, YouTube and TikTok, the FFL is on Instagram, FFL is on Twitter. I am at Camlaw317, and you can find uh, Lucas and Tyler on Twitter as well. I um, just want to plug our chalkboard real quick. A bunch of league winners over there. It is our group chat. We put all of our stuff, our weekly rankings, our waiver wire pickups, trade advice, all that over there. Um, so make sure you go and check it out. Well, we got a full sh- full show tonight. We got some news, and like I said, news and notes, all that stuff. So let's just jump right in to our buy low, sell high candidates. Well, the first guy that I want to talk about is a buy low, and I think he's a guy that we haven't talked enough about, and that is Mr. Alan Lazard. Over the last four weeks, Lazard has been a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. He's averaging 15 points per game, and this is all the Packers have been playing awful. Now, Randall Cobb is going to miss quite a bit of time, so that maybe means... Christian Watson steps up. Sammy Watkins, who's coming back off the IR, might step up. But what I really think it means is that Alan Lazard is solidified as the true number one wide receiver in this offense. Um, people have been saying it's going to be Romeo Dubs, but Dubs just hasn't stepped up to take hold of this. Well, the Alan Lazard has. He's been producing. He's Rogers' go-to guy in the red zone. He's been making some incredible catches, and it shows that Rogers really trusts him. Now, a guy I'd be looking to capitalize on and sell high on is Brandon Ayuk. Now, Ayuk hasn't had the greatest body of work so far this season. However, he hasn't been terrible either, and he just came coming off a 28-point week where he had two receiving touchdowns. This is not something that's going to continue or be sustainable for Ayuk. Last year, we talk about all the time, he was the wide receiver 16. I dug a little deeper. He averaged only 14 fantasy points per game. He, he wasn't lighting the world on fire as the wide receiver 16 last year, so I would I would negotiate that saying this is something that he accomplished last year, even though it really isn't pointing to that wide receiver 16 number. And I would use him and maybe a Terry McLaurin. to go and get a guy that you're a little more comfortable with. Um, someone's still low on CD lamb for some reason, maybe jumping after a CD lamb. If someone's lower on, Oh, who are some other players that they might be lower on a T Higgins T Higgins would be a great guy to go get with a Brandon. Ayuk and a Terry McLaurin. Um, Brandon Ayuk and a Juju Smith-Schuster going out and flipping them for a DK Metcalf. Um, players, you know, just just in that realm. Um, I'm gonna pull those up real quick. Uh, Mike Evans would be another great example. Michael Pittman Jr. Um, you're probably not going to get a great deal one-on-one for Ayuk, but if you can package him in, that's kind of what we're looking at. righty. So with that, we can actually transition into our news and notes because I want to spend the bulk of the time kind of going through some of these matchups today. Um, I think there's some interesting matchups going on. There is a lot of teams on by this week as well. Um, but let's just jump right in. Um, first, PJ Walker is going to uh, start for the Carolina Panthers this week. Um, Sam Darnold is being brought up off the IR. However, um, um, 
Oh my gosh, just lost my train of thought. However, PJ Walker is still going to start. So that, that could mean some bad things for the Carolina Panthers as they play Tampa Bay. J.K. Dobbins was not spotted at practice. Well, Rashad Bateman was. Um, J.K. Dobbins has felt soreness in his knee last week. And to me, that screams, stay away. I love J.K. Dobbins. I've been trying to push the J.K. Dobbins agenda. But if he's not feeling great, if that knee is bothering him, stay away. Maybe you try your hand at Kenyon Drake this week. Um, but I personally am avoiding this um, Ravens backfield. Darren Waller also missed Wednesday of practice. This is a little... A little nerve-wracking if you're a Darren Waller manager. Um, he's just coming off the bye, so you'd expect him to be back to full health. He struggled with injuries last year, and so just really hoping that he can get back out there this week. If not, then it might be a little time to panic because he hasn't he hasn't been amazing. He's had two decent games so far, but no, nothing crazy. So hoping to see him back full health. Um, going to the Broncos. If you, if you watch that Monday night game, uh, we can we can kind of talk about that real quick. That Monday night game. Melvin Gordon was disappointing. I mean, three carries for eight yards. Where does that come from? That's that's just, you know, it's just like, holy cow. Like, why why are we not seeing Melvin Gordon? And why is Latavius Murray taking over? It wasn't like Latavius Murray was right or setting the world on fire either. But apparently Hackett and Gordon talked. Gordon is going to be the starting running back going forward um, and should see a lot of use in his next matchup. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Hines are back as practice as well, um, which is good to see, especially if you're a JT manager. You're probably getting worried. Uh, I would be looking to buy uh, JT if you can. Um, managers might be like, all right, he's back. I'm going to I'm gonna hold. Um, some are just like, no, I, I don't want anything to do with him. Uh, I want him gone. I still think he'll be plenty fine uh, when he comes back. Obviously, the offensive line hasn't looked great this season, um, but after what Deion Jackson just did, they're probably going to start getting more used in the passing game. Um, because he is their best player by a lot. Last episode, we talked about Cam Akers being on the trade block. Uh, and so with that, uh, Sean McVay came out and said that Kyron Williams should see a big role upon return from IR. I don't know how much stake I want to put in that. Um, Rams running backs since Gurley pretty much have been, you know, hit or miss. They, we feel like someone's going to have a big role, and then all of a sudden it's like, eh, no. And so we, we don't really know which way they're going. Um, so I don't know how much stake to put in it. He's definitely, I think, worth a stash, especially in Dynasty. If you if you can go get Kyron Williams for something real cheap, maybe a third-round pick, I, I would go do that right now. Sammy Watkins will be activated. Talked about that earlier. Um, another news, Jamison Williams will play this season. Um, I think this is supposed to be encouraging, but there's no timetable. It's just this season. I mean, that could be week 13. That could be week nine. You know, we, we just don't know. For me, he is an avoid rest of season dynasty. I think he's definitely worth trying to buy low on, but redraft, I would not touch him the entire season. Damian Pierce uh, or Lovey Smith came out and said he would like to give Damian Pierce 20 touches a game. I mean, if that's the case, Damian Pierce is at least a top 15 running back in redraft right now. Um, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. He was getting close to 17, 18 touches a game already. Um, so this isn't out of the realm of possibilities, but it's just really showing the faith that they have in Damian Pierce and who can blame him. He's looked really, really good. He's going to be fresh coming off the bye. Um, so Damian Pierce, top 15 for sure. Fantasy running back rest of the season. Uh, we also talked about last episode, Carson Wentz was going to miss some time. Now, um, some were hoping that we'd get to see the rookie, Sam Howell, but they're going to go with Taylor Heineke to start. 
for me, this means that I'm going to avoid all commanders options. I need to see Brian Robinson had give me one game um, before I can really trust him. Curtis Samuel, I feel like is actually going to be the best option just because Dink and Dumb's teams are going to send blitzes. Um, but I don't trust any commanders options right now. Marquise Brown was originally, people thought he might miss the entire season. Then it was said six games. Now it's saying maybe more than a month, so four to six weeks. He luckily avoided surgery on his list rank, which would have been his second in his career. Um, would have been very disappointing. So hopefully we get to see him back. And then to wrap it out, um, and before we jump in the Arizona um, New Orleans game, we got some New Orleans um, players, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Andres Pete, their guard, and Adam, Trout, Adam Troutman all ruled as out. Um, and Jameis Winston is not expected to start. So with that, that is our uh, news and notes brought to you by Sleeper, the number one fantasy platform in the world. There were 4 million users. You can check them out in the link in our description. So now this is this is what I want to get to for the bulk of the episode. Obviously, I'm fine solo, so there's no banter going back and forth. But I really wanted to dig kind of into some of the questions of these these teams, talk about some of the players more in depth, um, because sometimes I do feel like we get a little rushed um, on our on our podcasts. Uh, if you know me, Tyler and Lucas, we could talk for hours on this. And sometimes we like to pretend we can on the podcast, and all of a sudden we're like, oh shoot, we got ten minutes left, and we really got to rush through it. So I'm, I'm going to spend the bulk of my time on here, probably the next 30 minutes, talking about um, what we're going to see Monday through Sunday. Um, the buys for this week, we have Buffalo, Los Angeles Rams, Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's that's big for fantasy. That's that's missing guys like Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, the three top wide receivers in fantasy. So yeah, could be a lot. Um, also on Arizona, this just came out. Uh, I am recording at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, so there might be news and notes that I'm catching along the way. We'll do my best to throw those in. But um, uh, James Conner listed as a game-time decision, not what you want to see if you're a Cardinals fan, looking like they might have to go back to you know Benjamin. Um, Cardinals and Saints are both top 10 defenses against the run, so I would not expect a lot out of the run game. DeAndre Hopkins, though, is the headliner of this game. This is his first game back off suspension. And the big question is, what, what do we expect for DeHop this game? And he's got to be heavily involved um, with Marquise Brown coming down. They did just trade for Robbie Anderson, like we talked about in the last show, but Robbie's had four days. Um, so even if we do see Robbie tonight, I don't know how much we're actually going to get out of him. So DeHop's got to be heavily used. I, I don't know what kind of shape he's coming in. I don't know, you know, how much he's been keeping up with the playbook, stuff like that. Um, hopefully, Cliff Kingsbury opens it up for him a little bit. But the route tree we've seen the last two seasons for Deep Hop has been disappointing game after a disappointing game of just curl routes, you know, just nothing across the field. Um, so yeah, he he's got to be he's got to be the focal point of their offense. If you have him, um, I'm assuming you don't have. If, if you don't have three already probably top 20 options, I would go D-hop this game. I would I would say, you know what? The Saints team has struggled. Um, defense has struggled last couple of games. I'm going to trust in D-hop. I would also, off the top of my head, I was like, oh, wow, big, big Zach Ertz night probably coming up. But the Saints are top, are only, are top two defense against uh, fantasy tight ends, giving up only five points to the fantasy tight ends, or two tight ends per game. Five fantasy points. Wow, easy enough for me to say. 
And so it's just kind of raises a question. Can I, can I trust Zach Ertz? And the, and the answer is yes. You have to start Zach Ertz if you have him. But I don't think we're going to see seven tar- or seven catches on 10 targets for 70 yards again this week that we saw last week. I think D-Hop's really the only guy you can rely on. And maybe Rondell Moore might be a sneaky play here um, just because he knows the playbook a little best. They're probably going to have to put him in. Um, I, I think he probably slides in as a mid, mid to low tier flex play this game because I don't think Robbie's going to do much. Uh, D hops first came back. And like I said, Zach Ertz. So he's the, he's, he's kind of maybe the guy I would look at if you need a desperation play. Um, Camara on the other side of the ball is the only safe start to me. Uh, obviously you're starting him. Cards have been good against the run, but as we've seen, Camara can do a lot more than just run the ball. He can take in six receptions for 40 for 50 yards or whatever, have 11 fancy points just off of receiving, uh, if we see him in the end zone, it could have a really big night um, again. Like we've, but we've kind of seen him come back the last two weeks, 20 and 18 points, uh, respectively. The only wide receiver who's going to play is Chris Olave. Um, he was taken off the injury list. Um, Winston not, probably out, does hurt him a little bit. But I do think he is worth a play. I would start him over Rondell Moore. And Taysom Hill, unless you've got a top five tight end option, it wouldn't hurt to try it out. Uh, Morse you can get is probably four points. Um, but I, I would expect that he does get some rushing work. Maybe he gets a couple throws because they're going to need something without any wide receivers again. Um, the over-under on that game is Arizona minus one and a half. or It is Arizona minus one and a half, and the over-under is 45. If I'm betting on this game, I'm going to bet the under um, 45, and I'm, I'm probably going to take New Orleans in this one. The Sunday slate. Um, first game we're going to talk about is Tampa Bay at Carolina. We talked about it earlier. PJ Walker is starting this game. No Robbie Anderson. Now it is DJ Moore and shy Smith on the outside and Christian McCaffrey. This, I mean, Chris McCaffrey is the only player you're going to touch on the Panthers, but I worry if the Panthers are even going to move the ball. Um, if you have McCaffrey, you start him no matter what, no matter how bad this game is going to look. Cause that we've seen, he could have 10 catches, 80 yards, and then have 15 yards on the ground. And he still gets 18 points. But I, I really do struggle to see the Panthers scoring at all in this game. I, I just don't see it happening. Tampa's got the best run defense. And on the other side of the ball, Panthers have really struggled against running backs and wide receivers. Well, Tampa Bay has got a really good running back in Leonard Fournette, especially for fantasy, and two good wide receivers in Godwin and Evans. And if Julio and Gage play, there are no slacks to themselves. So... I could see the Bucs really lighten the game, this game up. Um, they have Bucks minus 10, an over-under of only 40.5. Um, just means that Panthers, they only project to score 15 points, and I think that's being generous. Uh, I would probably take Tampa minus 10 in this game, um, and I would be locking in Evans, locking in Godwin, locking in Fournette. Um, whatever the over is on yards, I do think Godwin hits it this week. Um, he's been the target hog 12 plus targets each of the last three weeks. Um, he's my favorite out of the two, but I do think Evans has a lot of touchdown upside as well. Um, moving on, we have green Bay at Washington. It's green Bay minus five. The over under is 41 and a half. Um, and this feels like it has to be a get right game for Rogers. You got Taylor Heineke starting a uh, Washington commanders team has been just terrible. Um, they're coming off a loss to the jets. You would think this is the game where Rodgers really gets it going. And for me, that means he gets it going through the air with Aaron Jones. 
if the Packers want to be successful, they need to use Aaron Jones in the passing game. When they've done that, Aaron Jones is explosive. He makes things happen. Um, so I would really be looking for Aaron Jones this week to have, have a really good week um, against this commander's defense. Lazard, as I said earlier, has been a top 10 wide receiver. He's a guy you have to lock in your lineup. I would not touch any other Packers wide receiver, but I do think Tunyon is a sne- sneaky good start here. I think he does get a benefit from Randall Cobb being out. Cobb was kind of like that security blanket for Rodgers, and I think Tunyon kind of turns into that now as well as Aaron Jones. Um, A.J. Dillon should be decent running the ball, but again, we haven't seen a whole lot of touchdowns from this team. Um, so I think that's what we need to really see some bigger games from Aaron Jones. As for the commanders, I would sit every single commander. I would sit Terry McLaurin. I would sit um, Brian Robinson, sit Antonio Gibson, sit Curtis Samuel. I just I I have no faith in them with Tyler Heineke at the at the helm. I, I just don't. I don't I don't believe that they're gonna be able to do it. And so I would be sitting all of them. This is Packers minus five in Washington. And I think the Packers do cover here. I, I do. I, I think that this is a get right game for Aaron Rodgers. I think they start to figure it out a little bit more. Um, I just can't see Aaron Rodgers going off into the sunset, losing games to like one and five Washington commanders, one and six Washington commanders. Next, we have a interdivision matchup. The second one of the season already. It's it's pretty crazy. We're only in week seven and Indianapolis is playing at Tennessee. This is the second time teams have faced off. Tennessee won 24-17 in the last matchup. Um, in the last matchup, Ryan looked good. He had 356 passing yards, but Derrick Henry was the guy who dominated on the ground 23 fantasy points um, last week. For me, if I'm looking at this game, I'm going to take Tennessee to cover at home two and a half fantasy points. And I think this one hits the under 42 and a half. I really do. I, I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I think it's going to be a lot like what we saw last um, last time these two teams face off. But for me, I'm starting Taylor. I'm starting Henry. And I'm starting Pittman for sure. I think Robert Woods is actually a high-end flex in this game. Um, actually, I take that. I I would say low-end flex. Indianapolis has actually had a pretty sneaky good defense. But if Henry can move the ball against him, then I do think he becomes a decent option. And I think Matt Ryan is actually a good streaming option in this game. I, I think he's someone that you can look at, too. In my own dynasty league, I have Josh Allen on a bye. And I, I'm turning to Matt Ryan right now to start for me. Obviously, in the dynasty league, um, more quarterbacks are taken than your standard redraft leagues. But I, I do think he's a top top 16 option this week. Um, I think I, my weekly rank is I'm right at 16. And then the last guy in this game is I, I might look towards Alec Pierce. Um, I might I might just... I might. My, my glance that way. We talked about Rondell Moore last uh, earlier. I would start Rondell Moore ahead of Alec Pierce, but I got Pierce right behind him this week. Um, next, we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati is minus six at home, and the overrunner is forty-seven and a half. Well, let me let me just throw this out there: Bengals have a top five defense, and Falcons have a bottom five defense. So for me, what that means is. You can start Drake London. I would still be starting Pitts just because when you get down to the 12th best tight end, I don't think there's anybody who's, I mean, nobody has a higher upside than Pitts and no, they all have a relatively the same floor. I would still be starting Pitts. I would still probably be starting Drake London. Um, again, a flex play for me this week. But on the Cincinnati side, I mean, we all, we know their starts already. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, 
Uh, Jamar Chase also looked to have good games. I think T. Higgins is back this week. I think he's going to be a little more healthy. We'll wait to see the injury report. Um, but yeah, I, I think T. Higgins is going to be back, and I, th- I think he'll be good to go. So I'm you're you're confident in the Bengals. You're very worried about the Falcons this week. Um, Cincinnati minus six. I do take that, and I would take under under forty seven and a half. Excuse me. Um. And just to touch on T. Higgins real quick again, I do think he is another huge buy low option right now. Uh, I talked about that earlier with Brandon Ayuk. But I think T. Higgins clearly has top 10 upside or top 12 upside rest of the season. We saw what Jamar Chase did last week. That could easily be T. Higgins if he's healthy. Um, Higgins is life chase. He can go up. He's six foot four. He can get any ball, um, can be a touchdown threat in the red zone. So I, I really like T. Higgins moving forward. I think he's a guy that you should be looking to acquire if a team's been bummed out with the way he's been, you know, coming back from an injury. Um, sorry, I keep getting these updates. I want to make sure that if any any breaking news is happening, that I can just uh, re- relay that to you guys really quickly. Um, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens. We have Baltimore minus six and a half over under a 46. So in this game, the Ravens are very good against run, but awful against pass. And the Browns are also a bottom three team against the run. This bodes really well for the Ravens and not quite as well for the Browns. I don't know if Jacoby Brissett's the guy to lead a um, crazy good passing attack against this Ravens defense. I do think Amari Cooper is a good start. I do think he's a wide receiver too this week. Rashad Bateman, I'm going to stay away from coming off the injury. Um, But Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson obviously starts. Um, Nick Chubb, obviously a start. Kareem Hunt is where it gets interesting. Kareem Hunt was super disappointing last week. Four carries, 15 yards, one target. You got to think if Cleveland wants to win, they get him more involved when he's on the field. Chubb only had one more snap than him. They just didn't use Kareem Hunt at all. Um, so you would think maybe in the passing game, we do see, I would hope we see some more Kareem Hunt. But, but I can't rank him as a top 24 option this week. I just, I just don't know if I can after what we've been seeing. It's been coming downhill. It's a guy that all of us fellows were excited about. Um, looked like it was going to be great week one, and they just haven't used him. Um, he is still getting red zone snaps, so he is still a guy that you know you can throw out there. But, I mean, I would start him over a Brian Robinson this week. I'd probably start him over uh, James Robinson even. Eh, I might start James Robinson over him, but you know, it, it's just tough to know what you're going to get from him, especially against a Baltimore team that's been pretty good against the run. Um, Nick Chubb, you're starting him, but there is that risk um, that he puts up 7 to 10 points this week because he doesn't score a touchdown. There, there is a definite risk of that this week. So that that is something to be careful of. If you, if you know that going in, maybe you do start more high upside guy to kind of try and cover that. Um, but yeah, I would stay away from the Ravens' backfield in this one. I would stay away from Rashad Bateman, but I do think Lamar could have a really big game. It's just you don't know who he's going to actually be throwing to. Um, I in that one, I would take I would take Cleveland to cover Baltimore to win. Um, I do think they keep it close because I think both teams are going to try to pound pound the ground game. Um, so maybe if you wanted to throw a dart throw at Kenyon Drake, he'd be the guy. He's really the only healthy guy left. But I'm I'm still not leaning in on that. The under, over-under is 46. I still am going to lean the under on that one. I think a divisional matchup, two tough teams. I'm going to lean the under. 
We have New York Giants at Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is minus three, which was surprising to me. Is Jacksonville or New York's five and one? Um, but Jacksonville is at home. New York's kind of felt like they've escaped with a couple games. Forty-two to um, 0.5 is the over/under, so a little bit lower than the last few games. Comparable, or actually the same as uh, Indianapolis and Tennessee. So that kind of tells you what Vegas thinks about this game. Um, Giants have been great against the pass, but have given up a lot on the ground. Um, Jags have been the opposite. They've been great on the ground, but have given up quite a bit on the pass. But both, I would say, are pretty underrated defenses. Um, both probably about top 12-ish in that range. For me, I'm st- you got to start Christian Kirk. You know, he's been great. He's had a couple lower weeks. Last week, he was saved by the touchdown. Um, but still, you know, had a 12, 13 point week. Saquon, you're obviously starting. Saquon's a top five option every single week moving forward. Um, But other than that, I'm not touching any um, Giants wide receivers. We said Wandell Robinson's a good sneaky pickup on our waiver wire video, but I would not be starting him in this one. If I had to pick between James Robinson and Travis Etienne, man, it, it, it does feel like it's starting to become Travis Etienne's backfield. I think he's the one I'd take a dart through. I know I said I'd start James Robinson over Kareem Hunt. I changed that say I would start Travis Etienne over Kareem Hunt um, this week. But man, I I personally would rather stay away from both um, if I if I had that choice. I'm going to take New York money line on this one. I do think they beat Jacksonville outright. I don't think the magic stops yet. Um, and this is another game where I do think it, the under hits. Next one, we have Detroit Lions at Dallas Cowboys. Dallas minus seven. Um, Dak does have a chance to play if he can practice. Um, Obviously, I am recording this one a little bit earlier than we usually do. So that's something to monitor moving forward. If Dak does return, um, I would really be looking for CeeDee Lamb to have a a good game. Michael Gallup as well um, could could see some work. I don't know if I'm comfortable yet starting Gallup. Um, I would put him lower than Pierce and Rondell Moore this week. but the guy I would be really, I am really excited about this week is Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel put up a pretty decent showing last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, 15 fantasy points, 80 yards on the ground, and a tutty. And Detroit has the worst rush defense in the NFL, and it's not particularly cro- close right now. So he 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 is a must start. I would also be starting Tony Pollard, especially if Dak doesn't return. I would start Tony Pollard. Um, but the Cowboys are allowing the third least amount of points right now. They they have a very good defense. They have a defense that's um, just been stout, led by Micah Parsons. So we're used to these Detroit games, like just thinking it's going to be a shootout. It's in Dallas. I don't know if it necessarily is. You're still starting um, Amon Ra. You're still starting uh, Swift. He's trending towards playing, but still listed as questionable. If Swift plays, you are not starting Jamal Williams. I, w- I wouldn't against this Dallas Cowboys offense. Our defense, um, he's been pretty decent, but I do think they're going to be behind for quite a bit in this game. Um, I don't think that he is a start. It is Dallas minus seven. Um, Obviously, uh, this kind of has Dak return possible baked into it, but I don't think it's fully into it. Um, But Detroit Detroit does keep games close, so I'm going to take Detroit here. Um, If I had to bet over-under, I'm going to actually bet the under again on this one. Because I think Dallas has good enough defense to keep this game low scoring. I think they're going to run the ball. Um, so yeah, I would bet the under. I'm moving on Texans at Raiders. Um, Texans actually have a decent, decent enough defense. 
I think they do keep this one close. Um, it's Vegas minus seven. Over-under is 45 and a half. But you're obviously starting Devontae Adams. You're starting Josh Jacobs. And Damian Pierce, you have to start, especially after we just said, Lovey's going to look to him 20 touches. All right, you're starting him. Jacobs has been pretty close to that as well. Um, McDaniel's really gone all in on the workhorse running back. That was something that I was very worried about at the beginning of the year because it's something that he just hasn't done. But he's doing it now, so... Josh Jacobs got to be looked at as a top 10 option moving forward. He does because he's going to get the work. He's been looking pretty good. Um, and Devontae Adams is really, I think, opening up the field for him, um, especially if Darren Waller plays. If Waller plays, you're obviously starting him. I'm staying away from Renfro. I need to see it from Renfro this season. And I think Brandon Cooks is another another middle, low-end flex. Cooks is a guy that we were kind of like, man, he just has been, you know, never disappoints. And this year he has decided to disappoint. Um, let me see. I'm... Scrolling down pretty far right now. He's averaging 10 fantasy points a game. He, he's he been getting targets. He's 42 targets, but he's only caught about half of them with 24 receptions. Only 235 yards, catching uh, less than 10 yards per reception. And then only one touchdown. So he, he has to stay at a middle of the one flex. Um, this Las Vegas Raiders defense is not great. But... So I, I do think Houston covers in this one, but I do think that this one is over 45 and a half. I do think that there is some scoring in this. So maybe Brandon Cook can't find the end zone. I think Adams is a great start. Jacobs is a great start. And Pierce are great starts though this week. Moving on, we got the New York Jets at Denver Broncos. Um, Denver minus three over under of 42.5. I'm betting the under on this. Broncos have had a great defense. Um, if you were on our TikTok live on Monday, you saw... I, that was my parlay was Justin Herbert and Mike will both under our fantasy points, Russ under on passing yards that worked like a charm. It's exactly what we wanted to see because Broncos play a great defense and Russ sucks. So there, there's not much more to say than that. Um, it kind of looked like maybe he'd be turning it around 10 for 10, 100, 100 yards or whatever and a touchdown right way to start. And he just didn't um, on the New York side, I do think it's going to be the Brees Hall show. I don't know how efficient he'll be against this team, but I you're not touching anybody else. I think it could be pretty similar to what we saw against the Packers. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to score quite as much, but I do think you know the balance between rush rush attempts versus pass attempts. Um, but they're both top 12 pass defenses. Jets have been playing really well against the pass. So they're probably going to lean on Melvin Gordon, but I'm avoiding after this last week. You can't touch the Broncos' backfield. You can't. I, I don't care what they say, what conversation they have. What they showed this last week is that you can't trust them. So I think Sutton's my only start and Brees Hall are my only two starts this week. I would I would not touch anybody else in this game. I'm betting under 42 and a half points. Um, and you know what? Let's take let's take the Jets money line here. I think I think the Jets are gonna ride high on this. Um, or they will be a young team and they will just collapse. Um and they'll lose 19 to 12, 19 to 7, or something like that. But I really don't think Broncos score over 20 points. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks playing at the Los Angeles Chargers. We have the Chargers minus seven over under is 52 and a half. I do think this is going to be a high scoring game, especially if Keenan Allen returns. That's just who the Chargers are missing. Herbert needs his security blanket, and that is Keenan Allen. Uh, Mike Williams has done a decent job filling in for that, but he, he just doesn't get open the same way Allen does. Allen feels like he is always open, whereas Mike Will is just kind of a big body who you just throw it at and say, all right, box him out, catch the ball, all right, so I can trust you. Um, so I, I, I do think that um, Keenan Allen boxes him out. Chargers have been awful against the run, so on the other side, I 
I feel like you still do got to start Keenan or DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But it does feel like Kenneth Walker could have a pretty good game this week um, running the ball. Seahawks like to rely on their run. Um, so I would put him in. I think he's probably a top 18 to 15, 15 to 18 option this week. Um, I haven't finished my full running back rankings, but that, that does feel like where he's going to fall in. I wouldn't be starting Geno Smith this week. I, w- I would be a little hesitant um, to do so. If Keenan Allen plays, I'm starting him. Uh, I think he's at the point where if he's in, he's good to go. Um, and if not, then um, just because they've been holding him this long already, so it kind of feels like, well, why not hold him out a little bit longer? Um, so, yeah, you're starting Herbert. You're starting Allen. You're starting Mike Will. You're starting Eckler. You have a pretty pretty nice week. Um, on the other side, you're starting Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf. Um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Kenneth Walker. I probably just repeated four names, but that's all right. Wouldn't wouldn't touch anybody else in this game. Gino, if you really are in a pinch, but I'm not looking to start Gino. I'm going to take Chargers minus seven in a redemption game, and I think this game does hit the over because I think it's going to be like a 35-28 game. Um, next up, we have the Chiefs at the 49ers, um, Kansas City minus three. If I'm looking at this, I'm not touching the San Francisco backfield. I'm not tr- touching the Kansas City backfield. Um, obviously, you're starting at Mahomes. I'm only starting Kelsey, Debo, Kittle in this game. I don't want anybody else. I don't trust Ayuk again. I don't trust Juju to do it again. And I'm not going to play that roulette with the rest of the Chiefs wide receivers. I'm just not. So Debo, Kittle, Kelsey. I think Debo could have a big game this week. They need him. I'm predict predicting a game that could be similar to what we just saw of Jamar Chase. Debo's been all right. He's been disappointing for where you drafted him. Um, right now in PPR formats, let me, I don't want to botch this. Debo's still averaging 15 fantasy points. Um, has three total touchdowns. Has 475 total yards, um, but only 27 receptions. So hoping that he can has I'm thinking he has a big game this week. If you're if you're really gonna go on an all in a start, Debo would be the guy to do it this week before something big happens. Um, I'm gonna take Kansas City minus three. Um, and on this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. I, I think it does kind of come a shootout. Next, we have Pittsburgh Steelers at Miami Dolphins, Miami minus seven. If everybody is healthy for Miami this week, watch out. I think I think they come back. If Waddle plays, Hill plays. And this could be one of those huge weeks for both, both guys. Hill proved against the Vikings, even with Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater. He can't be covered. Um, Pittsburgh really struggled against the deep ball. You got great speed. I'm going to take Miami minus seven. Nah, she's the only guy I'd be starting on Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm not touching Deontay. I'm not touching Chase with Claypool. I'm not trying to chase that. Um, so yeah, I would I would start Hill, Waddle, Tua. And then the last game of the night, we have the Chicago Bears at the Patriots. Patriots minus seven and a half. You gotta start Monty. I'd search Kobe Myers. But I think this could be a huge game for Roger Stevenson, especially if Harris is out. And even if Harris plays, I still think Roger Stevenson's top 15 option. They're gonna run all over him. 39 and a half is the over under. And I am very tempted to bet the under if I was betting on this game. I I just don't think anybody's going to score. I do think I'm going to take Patriots minus seven and a half. I think Bill's just going to give Justin Fields fits all game long. I really do. So I'm starting Montgomery, starting Myers. I'm starting. If, if Harris plays, I'd start both pa- uh, Patriots running backs because I think they're going to have touchdown galore. 
All right, with that, that wraps up our entire podcast. Uh, flew through that, only 36 minutes. Look what I can do on my own. Um, no, I know Tyler and Luke has been a little shorter when they do it on their own as well. Miss those guys. We do not have a Saturday episode this week because we're all traveling all out. Um, so look look to our TikTok for our videos. Make sure you hit up the chalkboard. I'll be I'll be writing in there this week, uh, especially on Friday. Um, so head on over there. I'll be answering questions over there. Um, but thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Football Fellas. Remember, you can find me at Camlaw317 on TikTok and YouTube, Fantasy Football Fellas, Instagram, uh, the FFLs, uh, Twitter, FFL at FFLs. Um, but with that, deuces and good luck this week.